Yeah. Hey, don't say anything too funny. I'm not recording. Hmm. <laughs> well, when have you ever known me to say anything funny ever? Mm, that's true. You're a real square. It's true. You're a real straight man. That's what the ladies say. <laughs> God damn it! What did I just say? <laughs> You're so charming. <laughs> Oh, well, God I guess I'll we'll just have to use your low-quality audio track with my no! high-quality audio track. That's what you get for not recording. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome, 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 welcome. Two, 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 two. Think Outside the Box said it's a podcast for listening to artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron. 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 Uh huh. Uh-huh. Do it. Do it. Do, uh, it. do it. Do it. We're recording this. Just in, do it. In the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Cameron, you're right. Let's keep doing that bit. It's, it hasn't worn off. It's it hasn't really, worn out its welcome. It's really good. It's very good, and it keeps <laughs> uncovering new gems and new reasons to continue doing it. Yeah, good point. That, that theme song sounded really funny. Uh, we're doing this through Skype because uh, Discord so far has been unreliable, even more so than Skype. And if that's you can saying believe something, it. yeah. But um, sometimes Skype uh, speeds up the audio to kind of catch up if it's been lagging mm-hmm. and then it slows back down. So uh, I had a really delightful rendition of uh, Stackily <laughs> uh, <laughs> on my end. It was, it was like, do, 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 do. That sounds fun. I like the sound of that. Yeah, it was, it was a real good time. I like the sound hey, of the sound. Hey, season of that. nine is over. Season we talked about over. MCR. It was um, mm, underwhelmed. Well, we were great, but they were <laughs> underwhelming. We- <laughs> okay. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was not as not as good as I as I had hoped out of those boys. Although the Black Parade was a pretty cool album for the most part. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, we really need to get uh, an artist that you can sink your teeth into uh, some good lyrics. We need to find an artist that's like the slayer of lyric writing. Well, how about uh, we listen to Billie Eilish, Cameron, for season ten? Do you have Do you have things to say? What did you think about these lyrics? Well, There's some not interesting se- stuff well, there. So we could say this is season ten no. because she only has one album. <laughs> so <laughs> this is technically a full season. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we're covering her entire uh, studio album discography uh-huh. right now. <laughs> it's not really season ten. We're doing a palate cleanser because it's good to like you know just sort of take a little stretch, explore some other artists uh, before we dive back in. Cause we're doing Bob Marley next and it's, um, it's going to be it's a gonna take a while. Cause I think he has a lot of albums. Yeah. He's got like 14 or 15 dog. Yep. That's going to be 2019 right there. Oh, uh, no, nah, can't be right. I don't know. Nah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get onto some other stuff by the time 2019 is over. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we listened to Billie Eilish's album, uh, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Uh, which is, is a very um, Willow Smith style, uh, or not, fuck, Jaden Smith, right? Style, like, uh, how, are, how are mirrors real if our eyes aren't real style phrase. Uh, <laughs> it's a little smarter than that. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say, doesn't how do you know Jaden Smith uh, wasn't being smart when he said that, huh? Doesn't Willa have like? Doesn't she mostly just sing about whipping her hair back and forth? <laughs> <laughs> um, she probably has more than one song. I'd imagine. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm I don't not know the much expert. about her. I do not know. Season eleven. Yeah, I do know that um, they named their children after each other, but yes. with sex is reversed. So Willow is named after Will Smith and Jaden. Uh, Willa, I Will, think is her Is name. it Willa? I think so. Are you sure? I could have sworn it was Willow. No. Willow Smith. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. God. Yeah, get Cameron. Get it together. I'm the only human. Cameron. Oh, shit. Cameron. Willow Smith is older than Billie Eilish. Oh, my God. She's like the youngest person I know. You know her. No. <laughs> don't. <laughs> shit dude she's so young this is this was what is she is she still 17 billy eilish yeah she's 17 she was born after 9 11 cameron oh my god she's never known uh the world in which you could just walk onto an airplane <laughs> yeah <laughs> just and just sneak uh, on like you're like you're uh, hopping the turnstile at the yeah, subway <laughs> exactly Cameron, I don't think they have turnstiles at the subway. They just have delicious, delicious sandwiches. Subway, eat fresh. <laughs> uh, when you're here, calling, you're a family. Uh, they should start calling the the L and uh, and the subway in Philly um, uh, the the workers there. They should start calling them transportation artists. <laughs> Bus drivers can be called <laughs> transportation artists. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Let's just sit mm, here for a minute fine. and appreciate that joke. <laughs> that's not my best. Mm. <laughs> let's not dwell on I'm it. I'm thinking let's, about let's it. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Gotta stop. Uh, yeah. So, in summary, Willow Smith. Yes. And, no, Billie Eilish. Oh, right. Uh, who is younger than Willow Smith. And, uh, oh, yes. boy, did it make me feel old listening to this. Um, I'm turning 32 man. this weekend, Cameron. And so that makes me uh, slightly less than twice her age. And uh, that makes me feel weird. Yeah. And, and it's not just the knowledge of her age. It's, I feel like it's also the, the music itself is pro- profoundly of another generation. <laughs> yes. Like her, her music. Well, and even more so than her music, her approach to making music is profoundly yes. like social media driven like the ways that she interacts with her fans and teases songs on instagram and goes on the genius and um corrects her own lyrics verifies her lyrics yeah, yeah. which thank you billy thanks billy <laughs> but it also like makes That's me a little bit real nice uncomfortable and a little bit concerned for you that you don't have very much like uh protection between yourself and the people who listen like she just engages so fully with her fan base. It, it, it like makes me a little uncomfortable. I'm like, uh, Oh no, you're not even like holding back at all. You're not even just going to like protect yourself a little bit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it makes me like, uh, uh, what I'm saying is it makes me like a little bit anxious by proxy or I was like, if she's I a, felt she's a real open book. Yeah. If I felt like I had to she connect on talks. that level with, you know, millions of people, <laughs> I would never leave my bed ever again. Yeah. Um, and she's not even taking and, Xannies. Uh, that, and, and, that, yeah, and that's the main reason why um, we try to keep this podcast under wraps. So don't, you know, don't tell your friends. We don't want to have to deal with Billie Eilish style fame. Exactly. Don't leave um, a review on iTunes. You, yeah, don't, don't promote us. <laughs> <laughs> don't even go on our Discord. 
Yeah, because someone could, you know, seriously steal our identity with how much stuff we've revealed <laughs> about ourselves. Or really yeah. stalk us. And it's they true. would if they could. Yeah. So I mean, don't tell people. It's it's yeah, it's yeah. Who knows what people could do with the knowledge that your address is three four eight nine North Forty Second Street in Portland, Oregon, nine seven five 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 five. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> who knows what people could do with that knowledge, Cameron? Yeah. They could stalk you real good is what they could do. All right. So, did you like this album? Yeah, I did. And that also, it, the older I get, the more inadequate I feel. Uh, <laughs> like whenever I, I see people much younger than me doing things way better than me, I'm, I'm, there's just like some part of me that's like, oh, man, I'm twice Billy's age and I've, <laughs> I've never made an album this good. Come on. Ah. Mm. Yeah, um, a lot of substance here. Um, yeah, it's not perfect, but there's a lot of really, really good and interesting stuff. And we should say that um, Billie Eilish is the front person, and she is a songwriter. She's credited on most of the songs on this album, mm-hmm. but her writing partner is Phineas, all caps, F I N N E A S, who I believe is her brother. Yes, I think her older brother, and he produced so, it also. And I, I think yes. he's he's probably responsible for a lot of how cool the music of this is. Yes. It, I think stripped it down, the songs are still interesting, but right. not, not as impactful. Because these are... I would compare a lot of this album to a horror movie that it's gets spooky. its effects out of... Um, it is spooky, but it, it, it's spooky in a way that depends on editing and... Um, you know, it's spooky in post. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like those horror, those kinds of horror movies, though. Like when they, I don't. Per- they do like I the auditory jump scares. Yeah, yeah. Um, musically, it reminded me a lot of Sun Lux, and maybe a little bit of like Bjork and uh, Imogen Heap and My Brightest Diamond. Sure. Yeah, but kind sure. of like yeah, orchestrally electronica kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I like it. There's there's also a fair amount of like loungy jazz in this album. Yeah. Under, under the surface, sometimes less so than others, but I would say kind of in a similar way to how MCR, um, interfaced with kind of Sinatra style songs. Ah, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, in, in its construction and sometimes even in its lyrics. And then other times she's just like totally, uh, yeah, batshit, imagistic, like, like just all over the place. Yeah, spooky. Spook yeah, your pants. <clears throat> it's true. I, I admit that um, going into it, I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, "What? What does a seventeen-year-old have to say to the world?" You know, and that's uh-huh. that's on me. That's that was not a very kind thought you for me asshole. to have. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's it's ageist, is what it is um it's profoundly ageist (laughs) yeah it sucks i'm a bad person (laughs) yeah um but the answer to that is uh more than i uh, expected so she she i mean i feel like honestly in a lot of ways she has more coherent to say on one album than mcr did on four albums oh yeah yeah like the stuff that i have to pick apart in this is so picky (laughs) picky pick like i I have some criticisms of it, like, and we'll get that into that in some of the specific songs, but 
compared to like the bullshit that fucking Gerard Way pulls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And some of our previous artists, you know, it's just like, yeah, she's obviously got a lot of ideas. Yes. Um, and often knows how to how to put them together in a way that is synergistic. Right. So. Yeah. All right. You want to get into the songs? Yeah, I think we should start, uh, at least start um, in order. Okay. Can you count for me uh, how many exclamation marks those are? The first uh, song title is seven exclamation marks. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, 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 bang. <coughs> you want to just... My Invisalign has... <laughs> I have taken out my Invisalign. I have taken out my Invisalign, and this is the album. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that's uh, Phineas, the other voice? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, that it's sort of like a palate cleanser in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the rest of the album is very immersive, and especially like the next, like this second track, which is the first song, is like really intense and kind of concerning. <laughs> yes, it really is. Um, it's very spooky. So it- <laughs> Uh, so it's kind of nice to have this like extremely humanizing moment um, right at the beginning and makes her just feel like, oh, yeah, this is just like a person having fun. And yeah. it yeah, it does highlight how I mean, some adults have Invisalign, but she's like, you know, wearing Invisalign because she's a young person who probably recently got off braces. <laughs> she hasn't even graduated high school yet, Cameron. She's 17. <laughs> it's oh my bananas gosh. like. Just wrapping yeah, that's your when I got my that. braces off. Oh man, I never had braces. I was lucky. Uh, and in in the in the music video for Bad Guy, it actually has that in the beginning, that first track. Oh, and, does she um, uh, t- do her Invisalign? Yeah, so she, she that happens, and then she breaks through this like paper wall, and there's this like security guard, and she takes out her Invisalign, and she's wearing like this like very baggy like sort of hip-hop like sweat suit and with a hood all the way over and she uh over her head and she takes out her invisalign and gives it to the secure security guard and then starts <laughs> singing <laughs> very good yeah it's really charming <laughs> let's listen to bad guy then oh yeah so puff guy. i'm that bad type make your mama sad type make your girlfriend mad type might seduce your dad type I'm the bad guy. Duh. Yeah. That that yeah, that's um would you would you say there's like a little bit of a hip hop influence on this song? Uh you know, there is like a trap break in this. Yeah. I was gonna say I I do hear a little bit of trap on some of these songs. Yeah, but that that synth hook sounds like a sort of you know novelty Adams Family style like ba- yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like it sounds like a Monster Mash style like spooky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> melody but they did the bad yeah, guy I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it was a graveyard guy I was being a bad guy late one night <laughs> uh huh uh-huh. uh so. Like we said, this is a this is a good lyrics album. Do you want to synopsize the song? We haven't done a straight up synopsis uh, in yeah. a while. She's a bad guy. Uh, make your mama sad type. 
make your girlfriend mad type might seduce your dad type. She's the bad, the bad guy, not just a bad guy, the bad guy. Uh, and it's about relating to another person in a way that I don't necessarily understand super well. The chorus goes, so you're a tough guy, like a really rough guy, just can't get enough guy, chest always so puffed guy. I'm that bad type. That's great. Yeah. So is That's she kind of like... R- rhyme. Is she saying that he likes it rough and he's looking for a bad girl, so she's going to like kind of take on that role? It's hard to, it's hard to say. I, I The... Um the first and second person I feel like maybe gets a little confused in this song. Yeah. I'm, I'm having trouble telling. Although she, in the verse two, she says, I like it when you take control, even if you don't, even if you know that you don't own me, I'll let you play the role. I'll be your animal. So, right. I wonder if she's is actually sees herself as the bad guy or if she is like very consciously like playing a role. Right. So it seems like in the chorus, like she's sort of, questioning the outward appearance of this guy. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's sort of saying like, Hey, you're putting off this vibe and I just need you to know that, um, I'm totally going to call your bluff and I'm going to be absolutely, I'm like, I'm going to seduce your dad. Like I'm very, (laughs) a bad person. That's very unpredictable. Your dad straight on the lips. (laughs) Uh, Now think about your dad. I want to seduce that dad. Now, what's your yeah, dad like? like? She's do 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 do. That is the very first uh, Tim that... and Eric sketch. I think. Did you show that to me or did Becca? One of you did. Uh, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I don't know. <laughs> it might have been you. Hmm. Uh, sorry. Now what are you saying? I interrupted you. Are these G- so? Hey, these lyrics are verified by Billie Eilish, yes. and it says, "Make your mama sad." Type. Make your girlfriend mad tight. Yep. Uh, so what does that mean? Like up tight? I don't know. Is I this the youth know. these days and their slang tight? Is it? Does uh, that mean something different than it used to? It doesn't seem like it would mean like like tight as in like a kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kickflip's so tight. <laughs> or like that guy in uh, Breaking Bad who does the meth, who snorts the meth and says tight, tight, tight. Tight, tight, tight. I don't think that's... Tight, tight, tight. Yeah. I love how just old we are. We're so <laughs> old, Cameron. Talk about this album. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we spend so much time talking about... Even like MCR makes me feel like very uh, young sometimes because like they're older. Mm-hmm. They you know, even though like make kids me feel younger so than us young. listen to them. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, I think this song is effective. Uh, it's like to what to what effect? I feel like she's saying like I'm actually like bad news, and I believe her. <laughs> ah, I see. So if she's saying that she is actually bad news, then yeah, 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 I could see that. Yeah. So it's, it's very convincing. Um, there is a there's a part in here that kind of. Uh, breaks kayfabe uh, to confirm in that indeed she is not playing a character here. She she Billie Eilish the singer is a bad is a bad guy is a bad. Um, do you want to play that uh, sound sample? Yes. My mom made 
So in case you couldn't hear that through the singing through a fan effects and all the yeah. harmonies and Skype and whatever, uh, my mommy likes to sing along with me, but she won't sing this song. If she reads all the lyrics, she'll pity the men I know. I pity those fools. So that's like a, when I read this, I'm reminded of Britney Spears, um, Huh? She was controversial, uh, especially early early in her career, because I think she was doing stuff before she was of legal age, and they were highly sexualizing her um, Yeah, really early on. Yeah. I don't remember for sure if she wasn't 18 or not, but um, yeah, this this song is doing that, and it it's playing with... It's she's saying like I'm playing this character that is the singer Billie Eilish. Um, at least it's saying that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's inviting a lot of weird attention. I I think yeah. in a way that's um, sort of seems to me like it could be shrewdly um, effective in getting people's interest in her as a brand as mm-hmm. as opposed to um just her product do you know what i mean uh, i think so it, it does feel very informed by um again like social media and like a sort of canny way of positioning yourself towards the world um yeah and engaging with her fans directly in that way yeah yeah that i think that part is <laughs> yeah kind of the most like unnerving part of the song yeah uh in the music video um the music video is a little more disarming um because she's just having fun and Mm -hmm. but it is still creepy like i don't know if you watched it but a lot of it is just her having a bloody nose and then just very half-assedly trying to like wipe her nose and just spreading blood all over Ugh. her face and just dripping blood all over her shoes. Oh no! It's like really gross and upsetting. Ugh. Yikes! <laughs> um, do you? Uh, so I think the the kind of creepiest effect in here it, we already heard it is when she sings "I'm a bad guy" and I don't know if she's actually singing through a fan or if it's just some sort of electronic effect, but yeah. I think it's pretty fun do you want to play that again spooky i'm the bad guy makes her sound like a like a lion or something because it it like makes her voice really bassy for some reason yes yeah it's like a growly rawr i think it makes her voice she's already singing low but she's still singing you know in a typical woman's register it's in like a low alto So it's not that low, but I think the reason it sounds low, if I'm going to... This isn't even music theory. This is more just like physics. Um, but uh, so a pitch, right, is oscillations. Mm-hmm. Um, so how fast um, fast the os- oscillations are make a higher pitch. Um, but uh, also, this is technically a pitch. I'm clapping right now. Mm-hmm. This is technically a really low pitch. If you were to speed this up faster than I can clap, um, then it would start to sound like a single tone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and if you sped it up really, really fast, it would it would get it would sound like a high pitched frequency. Um, so when you, <laughs> I think part of the reason it sounds so low is because it's a fast um, uh, oscillation on her voice, and it creates a new pitch, which makes her sound like a demon. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's cool. I'm a demon. I'm a demon. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so in I did read a fair amount of genius annotations for this album, and basically on every song, there's some sort of quote of her saying, "This is my favorite song," <laughs> which I think is <laughs> funny. Uh, but there's for for this song, uh, when asked by DWDD, and I don't know who that is, um, for the song she's most excited to release, Eilish listed "Bad Guy" as one of them, saying, "Bro, Bad Guy, phew, shit smacks." <laughs> Huh. That's my and least that's favorite cereal. That's basically all she has to s- <laughs> shit smacks. <laughs> Ugh. Don't give me that cereal. I want none of it. <laughs> Oops, uh, all so, dingleberries. I'll take that instead. Okay, God. <laughs> uh, do you want to play, before we move on, play that little trap break? Yeah. That little laugh is very ICP. Yeah. I like when you get mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like when you get mad. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to move on to uh, the next song? Yeah, let's do Zanny. Zanny. Bring ashtrays to the table. And that's about the only thing they share. There's that fan again. Yeah, very fanny. Fanny Zanny. um, (laughs) The bass on this song specifically, and uh, to a lesser extent, the last song is ridiculous. It is so deep and so overpowering. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I don't know if it'll survive the, the edit, and you know make it and sound good through podcast form through whatever you know headphones right. people are listening through but if you go and listen to this album on you know decent headphones or i i can't even imagine what it would be like to listen to on like beats or something like headphones that uh pump the bass more than like more than is neutral because yeah. i think i listen on fairly neutral headphones and the bass is just like overwhelming um yeah it's so to give some background to my relationship with this album, uh, I teased this last time, but uh, uh, Jake Blunt, an old-time musician, and I went on tour, and uh, I don't know about what other old-time musicians listen to when they're on tour, but when I'm on tour uh, playing traditional Appalachian music, when I'm in the car, I want to listen to everything but that. Uh, <laughs> and Jake seems to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So basically all we listened to was Lizzo and Billie Eilish. Um the whole time and yeah it was awesome and i had a lot of uh, falling asleep to billy eilish (laughs) moments (laughs) on this tour Mm -hmm. which uh made for some weird car dreams i bet did they were they Uh, spooky yeah so zanny is about uh xanax the um uh, anxiety drug uh, mm-hmm. that is popular among um, SoundCloud rappers, and uh, who's always singing about Zannies? Uh, Chance the rapper, he's always oh, yeah. singing about Zannies. He's not a SoundCloud rapper, but 
Yeah, uh, and this is a um, this is a dare <laughs> song. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> dare no, to resist really. drugs um, and alcohol. Just say no, kids. Uh, she's. What does she say about this? Uh, she said, "I have never done drugs. I've never smoked anything in my life. I know people around you doing that shit makes you want to, but you don't have to." The song's message is less "Don't do drugs." It's more "Be safe." I don't want my friends to die anymore. Right, and she she recently at the at the time of releasing this, I think, had a friend who was a SoundCloud rapper die, and it wasn't from Zanny mm. uh, Zanny's. It was for I think it was like a drive by or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think this is an interesting song in the midst of all of this other stuff about like willfully walking into danger and risk. Um, mm-hmm. this is a song about like, yeah, I don't really get like why everyone's, um, getting high all the time. Yeah. Verse one goes, what is it about them? I must be missing something. They just not do they just keep doing nothing. Too intoxicated to be scared. Better off without them. They're nothing but unstable. Bring ashtrays to the table, and that's the only thing they share. It's a little bit damning. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty... She's she's like straight edge, but in a way that I feel like is pretty aloof in a way that... Uh, I think she comes by it pretty honestly. It yeah. doesn't feel like she's kind of like... Um, you know what gives you a real high? The love of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high it's on not Christ. Like that. <laughs> I'm high on Jesus. <laughs> no, it's it is not like that. And it's not I don't know. There there the I don't know much about the straight edge movement, but a lot of it seems very like or at least yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know much about it. But there do seem to be some people associated with that movement or describe themselves as straight edge who mostly take kind of like a moralizing view of drugs and alcohol. Yeah, and she's just like, ah, this, you guys are being a bummer. Yeah, it's more like, <laughs> that doesn't look appealing. You guys are just sitting around, like, being assholes. <laughs> Why would I yeah. want to do that? I'm in their secondhand smoke, still just drinking canned Coke. I don't need a Zanny to feel better. Undesignated drives home. Only one who's not stoned. Don't give me a Zanny now or ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, li- I like this song. I think it's pretty effective and especially after bad guy like it. And this is kind of the more jazzy sounding loungy stuff that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, but it's super spare. There's like not a lot musically going on, which has a big effect. Mm-hmm. Very less is more. So in the first verse, um, it's just bass and a sort of stir the pot style brushed snare drum. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to play a little sample of that? Sure. That's verse two. Where is it? Uh, there it is. What is it about them? I must be missing something. They just keep doing nothing. Doing I really like the way she sings. Oh yeah, and she's got a great voice. She does. And is she also doing the background vocals? Do you think most of the time? Because there's there's a couple of voices in I there. I think but... I think so. Okay, yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah, I think it's a real just two person operation. Yeah, yeah. There's no like instrumental credits on here. Really? Uh, I mean, it may. Oh, yeah, I guess not on vocals, not on Wikipedia. I guess. Yeah, not on Genius either. Usually they're pretty thorough. Oh really? Oh okay. So I don't know if it's just like a a sample of of a snare of someone brushing a snare or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Huh. Uh, and then in the second verse, um, it adds two more layers. It adds some very sparse piano 
um, and uh, her singing a, um, background vocals like uh, ah, kind of in, in big stacked harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's like it it has this sort of bored feeling like Alana Del Rey. <laughs> yes, she's the most bored sounding singer I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Man, maybe we should cover her. Oh, interesting. How many albums does she have? Because I've I've listened to one pretty extensively and her second one a couple times through, I think. Yeah, I don't actually know. Hmm. Yeah, but let's... Uh, so, yeah, play that play that verse, too. Yeah. Um, so we can hear those extra layers. Waking up with sundown They're late to every party Nobody's ever sorry Yeah, so that's really effective <laughs> variation. Cameron, uh, Lana Del Rey's upcoming album, which is her sixth, is apparently mm. going to be called Norman Fucking Rockwell. <laughs> that's a pretty good title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, more Americana from Lana Del Rey. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, the outro to this song is the verse structure, um, but she it's just nothing except for the lead vocals, and then it just goes to the isolated background vocals mm. that just kind of keep going without doing their sort of call and response with the lead. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. So this is a slightly longer uh, sound example. Too intoxicated to be scared. That's <laughs> pretty good. There. Mm-hmm. This reminds me a lot of Sufjan Stevens. Like oh, this style of yeah, definitely. It reminds me a lot of Illinois. Yeah, like the zombie song. Mm-hmm. This last chord is great. Pretty good stuff. I like a song that uh, has like people breathing in or out or like sighing. I kind of like that as an effect. Yeah, when you it's ASMR well. freak. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yep. Getting your crinkle tinkles. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Cameron, if you're having crinkle tinkles, I think you should see a proctologist. Honestly, okay. it's not how that should work. This so like I I I started saying that after like uh, Griffin McElroy like associated I think Crinkle Tinkles with ASMR in like the Adventure Zone I think mm-hmm. or something like that and I've said it a few times and then people people are just like what are you talking about Oh there's apparently <laughs> crinkletinkles.tumblr.com Uh really <laughs> what, what is in it Oh it's really weird Oh, it's weird okay, Tumblr. I'm not it's not bad weird. It's just weird. All right. Huh. Um, yeah. Crinkle tinkles. Hmm. Yeah. Not great. Okay. Uh, should we move on to the next song? <laughs> okay. You should. Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep going in order. You should see me in a crown, Cameron. You should see me in a crowd. I'm gonna run this Watch me make them bow one by 
That's kind of a hip-hop chorus. You should see me in a crown. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run this nothing town. Watch me make him bow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically... She's kind of... Um, this is a, a, a bragging, confident hip-hop song about how she's going to be a... Um, a, a fearful uh, authoritarian dictator monarch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty fun. <laughs> and she's going to be bad. Uh, count my cards, watch them fall, blood on a marble wall. I like the way they all scream. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me which one is worse, living or dying first, sleeping inside a hearse. I don't dream. Hmm. Yeah. What? What is that? Is this song like meant to embody kind of a just like a, a fantasy or like a almost like a revenge fantasy i guess it's like you, when i'm king i'll show you or queen i guess I, I, don't I don't think it is yeah what what do you think it's about then uh i think it's just um i i sort of feel like it's just sort of playing in the space oh um huh. and it's more about just like uh it's not trying to say anything i think it's just sort of like um uh, Hey, let's have a spooky time <laughs> like playing dress up i feel like it's just like a musical dress up okay <laughs> like if you look at the if you look at the genius lyrics um uh they what does she say we wrote this song because of sherlock actually because there's a scene where jim moriarty says you should see me in a crown uh, and me and my brother were like hey that's jiggy as fuck th- then we just sort of made the song fuck? about being jiggy i guess and you should see me in a crown so there it is are people are kids saying jiggy again i don't know that word is older <laughs> than she is what i'm so confused and so old oh god <laughs> hey that's jiggy as fuck what put, put us in hospice yeah i guess all right i guess here comes the recurring segment um do you want to boot up urban dictionary oh, <laughs> and tell guess us i have to Ugh. let's talk to the racist <sighs> in urban dictionary to try to figure out what the young people are i'm gonna try wiktionary first just to see if it's on there all right, all right, all right. they're not so great oh they have a they have an entry on jiggy uh well <laughs> First definition is resembling or suggesting a jig. It's a it's a jiggy tune. <laughs> that cannot be what she means. That this is song is not in six eight. not. <laughs> or a swung rhythm. Uh, number two, crazy. He's gone completely jiggy. Uh, number four might be relevant. Extravagant, wonderful, excellent, enjoyable, exciting, stylish, cool, successful. Yeah, that seems Or number five, better. having fun, enjoying oneself totally, losing one's inhibitions, especially when dancing or performing to music. Huh. Hey, um, have you watched Sherlock? A long time ago, I watched the first couple seasons, I think. Have we talked about it on the show? I don't think so. Uh, there was a time when I really liked it, I think especially early on, because I think it's pretty fun, especially like that first episode and that first season. Yeah. But it is the most garbage fan service, like, it's <laughs> just like everything that's wrong with like modern entertainment. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember it getting TV pretty show. bad. Uh, the last episode that I saw, which I think is the most recent episode, um, it, spoiler alert, I mean, it came out a long time ago, yeah. but basically like you find out uh that he has like an evil insane sister and oh um, right she's so insane because she's a genius it's you know very ableist yep. <laughs> again you know uh 
like how he has superpowers because he's like a sociopath basically anyway um so yeah and she's like tormenting them and stuff and uh, uh like there's this whole thing where they're trying to save a little girl who's in a plane and everyone's passed out and she's like um she they have to play the evil sister's game um in order to save this little girl and help her land this plane but the reveal at the end is that um the little girl is his sister and she's just it's just a call for help <laughs> oh gross uh <laughs> it's that kind of stuff it, and there's mm. it's so unsatisfying and it's so just like just dripping with like pity and sincerity over these poor genius like crazy people and it's like it's so gross and yep <laughs> it's that's uh for similar it's such reasons a shame because i, I wa- love those actors yeah there's some very good actors in there um yeah i stopped watching mr robot uh in season two for very similar reasons yeah yeah there's like an extended like you find out spoilers i guess halfway through the season you find out that uh all of the stuff you've been seeing from his perspective has actually been taking place in a prison. Whoa. Whoa. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hate it when they fucking do this kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and you were there and you were there. <laughs> that's essentially what happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's get, let's get back to Bill, uh, Billy Eilish. Uh, but yeah, so this is about Sherlock and there are at least two songs in this album that are specifically just about TV shows that Billie Eilish likes. Really? What's the other one? Uh, I mean, we could skip to that next. It is My Strange Addiction. Ah. Uh, go ahead and play that sound sample and then uh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> what it's all about. Add some friction. I would argue that this is probably a better usage of a TV show than the last one. The last one just seems like she was uh, kind of reenacting part of a TV show without having anything to say about it or really using it towards any kind of end but this it kind of becomes a metaphor for the relationship that she's in with this person right so yeah on the surface this song seems to be about a relationship um maybe an unhealthy relationship don't ask questions you don't want to know learn my lesson way too long ago um uh, bad, bad news. One of us is going to lose some of the powder. You're the fruit fuse. Just add some friction. This is a Phineas joint, by the way, this is not written by Billie Eilish. Mm, um, interesting. Okay. So, uh, the, but interspersed throughout the song are these audio clips of something. It's just people, uh, talking. It sounds like at, from a uh, movie or something. Sometimes it sounds like it's from an old movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, if you read the genius annotation, uh, about this song uh i've seen the office 12 times Whoa. now counting that's almost every as many time years i finish it i've been I alive s- exactly <laughs> i started immediately right after uh from the beginning again i have episodes memorized and stuff it's my therapy bro it's like my little escape as stupid as that sounds that show has gotten me through my whole life i feel like 
the song is called My Strange Addiction and it's about having somebody be your addiction and like feeling like you're suffocating because you want somebody so bad that it's like a sickness. And for real, it's just mainly because my strange addiction is the office. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it, I thought you were doing the TV thing as a reference to um, a TLC series called My Strange Addiction. But I guess it's just about the office. That's hmm. Yep. That show started when she was five years old, I think. Well, so this is a Phineas song, so you know I guess when he was nine years old. It's definitely her voice. It's her speaking there, but it sounds like it's about Phineas. Wait. Because he wrote it. Or maybe she was just like, you know, Garf style. I want to do a song about how I'm addicted to the office. And he's like, All right, coming right up. (laughs) Here it is. I don't know. It's gonna sound like it's a a romantic relationship, but it's just about TV. Yeah. So there's been all of these like um, I don't know articles about like why are millennials list- uh, watching The Office again, <laughs> <laughs> and then like she inevitably comes up, uh, really? makes you feel very old. Also that, <laughs> huh? Did you, have you seen that show, The Office? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of it, not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Some of it I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for the most part, didn't like it after Michael Scott left. Um, I never finished it. Um, I really liked the parts with James Spader, who's this like gaslighting, like big dick energy, like, um, make you feel really insecure, uh, boss. Oh God. Um, but has like a weird sexual energy behind everything that he says. Oh no. I don't, that doesn't sound like Uh, something I would enjoy. It's actually really I think it's actually really entertaining. Oh, okay. It's not like in a, uh, I mean, I guess it's technically abusive, but it's like, it's more just like that. He's this presence that no one really knows what to do with. Oh, okay. And it's entertaining mm-hmm. to watch, but there's one time when he's like, you know, talking to the camera, like you do in the office. And, um, he says, uh, what does he say? He, he's talking about his, uh, management tactics. And he's like, I believe in, uh, positive reinforcement and, negative reinforcement (laughs) (laughs) wait (laughs) believe in both of them huh yeah uh yeah i don't know it's yeah what do you think did you ever watch it i watched the first couple seasons like back when they were first airing uh so it's been i guess like 11 or 12 years since i've watched any of the office i don't know it seemed fine I, i was never really that into it i i really have a hard time with cringe cringy humor like I am physically incapable of watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. I recognize that it is good and funny and well written and whatnot, but I just like have a very physical reaction to it. It's the opposite. It's my anti ASMR. Is it like how? Is it at all related to you were saying the other day on the podcast how you get nervous when um, teens do things that aren't socially appropriate? Because you're like, what are they capable of if they're doing this? If they're playing, if they're playing uh, from their iPhone speakers on the on the subway, uh, <laughs> what else could they do? I think that was mostly a bit. I don't think they're really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a bit, but it's also a lot of truth there. It's like if you're flouting. It seems like you're being pretty honest. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess I overstated it, but yeah, if if you have someone who's who's breaking the social contract that way, uh, part of the reason yeah. they're doing it is to like demonstrate their uh, dominance, I guess, in some way. And it's right. like they're probably not going to react very well to being told to turn it off. Uh, my my uh, 
my nephew, <laughs> mm-hmm. who's five years old, he really likes. Um, he really likes w- when we go on walks with him. He he likes walking in up to people's uh, <laughs> porches and like just like getting on onto people's property and like climbing around. <laughs> and you know his dad's just like, "You got to stop! You can't do that." And he's like, "Let's see if anybody's home." You know? <laughs> oh, no. Just, oh no! Oh <laughs> no! Like always wanting to ring the doorbell. He's like, "You can't just do that. It's we weren't invited." You know. <laughs> He's uh, just like constantly like uh, making himself at home everywhere <laughs> that he goes. Uh, yeah, and it's stressful. Yeah, to be around Cameron, you should teach that boy vampire rules. It's like you should be more shy. Yeah, <laughs> you should not have confidence in yourself at all. You should not go outside the house. So let's talk about a song that I. So the, those last two, I'm not as big of a fan of, uh-huh. um, and then this next one. Uh, wish you were gay. It's not next in the order. I just want to talk about it next. Um, Such a good Pink Floyd I album. Think... <laughs> uh... <laughs> wish you oh, were that's, gay. I'm comfortably numb. My yeah, bad. Yeah. <laughs> we're just two lost just... souls swimming in a fishbowl. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is so. You can cut that out. <laughs> maybe to intro to intro this song. Do you want to? play that extended clip from her instagram live stream uh i guess so oh it's, i'm gonna have to it's kind of long but she's just gonna explain it uh you we'll probably us. have to boost the volume in post because it looks like it's very quiet i'll do that okay i wrote this song about a guy that really was not interested in me and it made me feel horrible so the song is called i wish you were gay and that's so not meant to be offensive in any way it doesn't mean that i wish he was like i don't know it literally means that i wish he was gay so that he didn't like me for an actual reason kind of sounds kind of fucked up yep he didn't like me and guess what he just came out to me like a couple weeks ago so fucking i did that shit i wrote the song and made him fuck the dude i'm fucking proud bro except not really though because i was really into him like like so oh into him he's so hot oh my god he's so attractive oh my god so, uh yeah he's gay but uh this song is called i wish you were gay and uh and then she keeps going oh i really like him that's okay he can be gay he can with be other gay. gay guys and they can be beautiful together well now that they have your permission (laughs) billy thank you anyway yeah he really was not into me and And then here she goes again (laughs) man i wonder if she was into him or if he was not into her if only she had like found a way to clearly state what the situation was maybe multiple times perhaps oh boy i i feel like this i feel like this song like the concept of it is I mean, she cops to it, but like, I feel like it's a little bit fucked up and like pretty solipsistic. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, um, but it is funny that he did come out <laughs> and that she was like, it was like a weird, um, careful what you wish for. Yeah. She's like, called it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real Babe Ruth call. It's shot. true. Yeah. Why does she yeah. sound like a 13 year old to me? Like her speaking voice sounds so young, like so much younger than her singing voice. Is that, am I just being ageist again? I don't again? know what to tell no, you. Okay. Yeah. Probably. 
<laughs> You're so befuddled. <laughs> it's I I am. It's true. How much how much time do you spend with teenagers? None time. None. Because I I had to do it professionally for like five years, so I feel like I'm. I mean, I'm getting more out of touch now since I quit that job, mm-hmm. but I feel like my capacity for enduring <laughs> teenage energy is probably a little higher than yours. Probably. I mean, the only teenagers I've interacted with have been in like an academic setting at colleges. Like when I, when I taught and TA'd and stuff, I had a lot of, I guess, 18 and 19 year olds in my classes. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, they most, like I mostly just treated them like, uh, real people like adults and uh, seem like they mostly acted like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a long time yeah. since I've talked to or even listened to someone who is younger than 18. <laughs> Can't remember the last time that <laughs> happened. Anyway, should we actually listen to the song? Yeah. 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 The crowd into us one slipped away. <laughs> Has a laugh track. I just want to make you feel okay. These are bad lyrics. But all you do is look the other way. I mean, not that bad. I just want to make you feel it's okay, like, but all you do is look the other way. If I just feel like if you're doing easy rhymes and you're saying cliches and you're rhyming them together. We've seen a lot worse, though, Cameron, in our time together. That's true. On this journey. You're absolutely right. This journey that we're on. Yeah. There's like a weird, uh, like, counting song to this uh yeah. <laughs> um, 12 steps. Uh, uh, uh. 11 gays. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, she says, uh, is there a reason we're not through? Oh, I, I, well, I don't think I have a sound sample for the whole thing. Is there a 12 step just for you? Our conversation's all in blue. That's like an iPhone text. Yeah. 11 hays. Hey, 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 hey. I kind of like that. That's, that's kind of cute, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a, a good detail yeah. because it's like they don't have anything to say. They're just, or it's maybe it's just her saying, hey, just checking right. in. Uh, ten fingers tearing out my hair. That's a correct amount of fingers. Uh, nine times. Well, don't be normative, never Cameron. made it there. All right. <laughs> um, I ate alone at seven. You were six minutes away. Yeah, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those are just like made up and... <laughs> I ate alone at seven. Come on. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty rough. I don't know. That's that's when you eat dinner. Yeah. yeah so that's a little bit like a, like a weird perfunctory lyrical device. Yeah. Uh, and it reminds me of <laughs> this song that uh, I had a hand in. Oh, oh. Fuck, we could. Act. Ooh, I don't know if this is okay or not. Oh, um, hmm. Ooh, can we do this? I can click it. So, uh, this is... Can you do 37 seconds in? Yes, I can. Step one. We were just two friends. Stay by my side, step, step. You started playing some trick, step, step. You started messing with Kevin, step, eight. So I punched him in his face. What do you say? When you look my way, I'm in love to step. Uh, okay, no you can stop it now. What did he say? <laughs> so it's, it's st- step five, You, I think maybe you should have stayed by my side. Step six, then you started playing some tricks. Mm-hmm. 
Step seven, then you started messing with Kevin. <laughs> Step eight, so I punched him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, Get on the yeah, horse, Boris, and, indeed. Uh, yeah, me and uh, my friend Kent, who was working with me at the time, uh, he he was sort of mainly in charge of like getting them to write the song. These are like preteen boys. And uh, I remember when they wrote, so I punched him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, um, hey, uh, can can we please let them sing that? I think that's really funny. <laughs> and I was like, all right, we'll just see what the executive director thinks when they when she finally hears it. And sure enough, she was just like, hey, that's not great, but it's too late now. We have to let them do it. I can't say, I can't be the bad guy. And I was like, I know. <laughs> uh, they got away uh, with but it. The best part is definitely step seven. You started messing with Kevin. <laughs> it's very, it's a very Paul Simon 50 ways to leave your lover kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you heard it here, yep. folks. The venoms of music, the Paul Simons of 2018. It's true. You can't argue with that. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, support Rock to the Future. Give them all your money. <laughs> Give them all your money. Yeah. Uh, they have all their albums. You can buy all their albums uh, and donate uh, to them. All the kids' albums. They put them all up for everyone to hear with their names. Yeah. So The Venoms of Music is an interesting um, uh, band title. It is interesting. Yeah. I don't know if they were intending to be interesting by pluralizing Venom or not. But also, but it is interesting. Of music. Yes. <laughs> That's an interesting choice to make. I mean, honestly, I think it was just a, someone wanted to be Venom and some like, so, and the, someone wanted the, to be music, of course. Yeah. Or the, some <laughs> things of music, you know, so we were just like, put them together. Uh, Discussion over. We have a band name yeah. now. <laughs> Next thing. <laughs> Get your mm-hmm. fucking song done. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, um so you don't like the uh there's you have several several sound samples of this song you don't like the bridge uh, yeah there are some funny production things so there's this like studio audience in the song so there's uh yeah just play those back to back uh you mean the laugh track the awe and laugh track and Uh, um yeah okay Never let you go, five words you never say. <laughs> That's funny. If three's a crowd and two was us, one slipped away. <laughs> I think those might be like stock uh, garage band sound effects. <laughs> yeah. They kind of sound, like, sound it. like it. Um, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's very it makes the song like very self-aware, you know? Yes. And I think she 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 seems to be writing from a viewpoint of knowing that her feelings about this situation are kind of fucked up. Yeah, like, oh, poor girl, you know, <laughs> like very centering. But wait, what do you mean? It, like, she's like making it about herself by saying, I wish your whole deal was like different <laughs> just so that it could explain why you're not attracted to me. Well, yeah, but also I think she's self-aware about how fucked up she is to yeah, feel no, that. I think so too. Yeah. That's like, yeah, which is kind Do of an interesting think- f- song strategy to like, to, to be, it's, it's a kind of vulnerability to be like, yeah, you know, we don't always have the emotions that we necessarily might choose to feel. And I might have some fucked up emotions about this thing. So writing a song about it. And she does have some lyrics that seem pretty explicitly to say like, 
she she literally says, uh, don't say I'm not your type. Just say that I'm not your preferred sexual orientation. I'm so selfish. So she's definitely saying I think I'm so selfish is good, but if you want to play that bridge, I think this is a really bad bridge that's like, it's so overstated in a way that it feels like it's a parody song, ah. like a Lonely Island song or something. Oh, okay. That's fun. She's just in case you'd... To give your lack of interest an explanation. We get it. Don't say I'm not mm-hmm. your type. Just say that I'm not your preferred sexual orientation. <laughs> so I'm much. I'm so selfish. But you make me feel helpless, yeah. And I can't stand another day. Stand another day. That kind of raises the question, like, is this a comedy song? Like, is this a Lonely Island style, like, silly song? Uh, I don't know. We're too old to tell. It kind of seems like it might be. And that that might uh, help me forgive the weird, like, numbering things. I mean, it, it has, like, silly studio audience sound effects. I mean. Yeah. It might be a comedy song, which would, would be a little bit weird for this album, considering how much, like, spooky shit is going on on it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, there's a question in the genius. Did anybody else think that the song was about her wishing another girl was gay? Uh, and then the oh. answer is a lot of people thought this to be the case. Initially, quick search of the terms. I, uh, I thought Billy Eilish, Eilish was coming out on Twitter will prove this true. This angered many and she was accused of homophobia using the LGBT, uh, community for personal gain. She responded to the criticism uh, the track received in an interview with Pop Buzz. So maybe we can sh- see what she has to say. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. It isn't homophobic in the slightest. You don't know what homophobic means. If you say this stuff, you might oh, interpret no. the song other than what Billy meant by it. And it might be offensive uh, to you, but it's not homophobic. This is from Billie Eilish Updates. I don't know if that... That doesn't sound like... Because she's talking about Billie eilish in the third person yeah that might not be an official account mm. hmm. I that don't sounded know. like a real bad apology that well it sounded like a not apology it sounded like uh, right, sounded right, like right. uh white people saying i'm not racist you don't even know what racism is oh oh, oh here, here's a quote i'm gonna maybe i can send you you um tell us about the story behind it okay well first off i want it to be so clear that it's so not supposed to be an insult like i feel like it's it's been a little bit misinterpreted Mm -hmm. and i feel like like i tried so hard to not make it in any way offensive or make you feel like you whatever the whole idea of the song is it's kind of a joke it's kind of like i'm an ass Mm -hmm. and you don't love me Mm mm-hmm and you don't love me because you don't love me. And that's the only reason. And I wish that you loved me because you yeah. didn't love fucking girls. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wish I could, I wish I could, you know, and, and it could be the opposite way. It yeah, could be a sure. girl interested in a girl. Mm. And maybe that girl likes girls also, but she doesn't like her back. Mm. And then it's like, well, damn, I wish you were straight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it could be exactly the other way. I wish you were straight so that... You didn't like me because you actually like boys. You didn't not yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. She said, she, you heard it here first, folks. She said it's kind of a joke. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, 
Yeah, I mean, I I will admit, yeah, it seems like she's being self-aware, and she's like, yeah, like, that is the entire point of the song. Right. It, I still don't, like, it's, really love it. <laughs> it seems kind of naive. Like, it... <clears throat> I might be going out on a limb here, but it's it sounds to me like someone who is young and is maybe not as aware of the history of homophobia in our culture. And someone who's 17 has spent a large portion of their life in an America in which gay people were much more accepted than they used to be, let's say. And um, from what I understand, um, the younger a person is, right now in 2019 the more they just see like being gay as normal and just like a totally minor difference that is totally normal between people and it doesn't like matter at all yeah and i could see her kind of like writing this from a a place of naivete is like oh i'm just gonna make this joke without really thinking about the repercussions of the joke or how people might interpret it who have a different frame of reference from her yes so but yeah, uh, it kind it kind of reminds me of um, I think I think the part of it that was a little bothersome to me. And once again, she's being self aware, you know. But like it, it felt sort of like really uh, a really flippant, internalized um, misogyny. Uh, hmm. A little bit like uh, wh- wh- who was it? I think it was Lena Dunham who always steps in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then Bask uh, NBA. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Lena Dunham was next to Odell Beckham at at a gala. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did she say? You and I were literally sitting across from each other at the Met Ball, and it was uh, so surreal to get to do that. I was sitting next to Odell Beckham Jr., and it was so amazing because it was like he looked at me and he determined I was not the shape of a woman by his standards. He was like, that's a marshmallow. That's a child. That's a dog. It wasn't mean. He just seemed confused. The vibe was very much like, is it wearing a, yep, it's wearing a tuxedo. I'm going to go back to my cell phone. It was like he was forced, uh, we were forced to be together and he was literally was scrolling Instagram rather than have to look at a woman in a bow tie. I was like, this should be called the Metropolitan Museum of Getting Rejected by Athletes. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah, so like a bunch of people <laughs> got really mad at her for like sort of... Um, they were sort of like accusing her of feeling entitled to the affection of this man um, or to the interest of like this man. And I think there's an element to there because this is a black man that she's talking about. Mm. Um, you know, like, oh, shouldn't I as a white woman be like, <laughs> um, you know, attractive to a black man? Yeah. Like there's like a weird fetishization like going on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so like people got really... <laughs> People got really uh, mad at her, and then she made this apology. I owe Odell Beckham Jr. an apology. Despite my moments of bravado, I struggle at industry events and in life with the sense that I don't rep a certain standard of beauty. And so when I show up to the Met Ball, surrounded by models and swan-like actresses, it's hard not to feel like a sack of flaming garbage. (laughs) This felt especially intense with a handsome athlete as my dinner companion and a bunch of women I was sure he'd rather be seated with. But I went ahead and projected these insecurities and made totally narcissistic assumptions about what he was thinking, then presented those assumptions as fact. I feel terrible about it because after listening to lots of valid criticism, I see how unfair it is to ascribe misogynistic thoughts to someone I don't know at all. <laughs> like we have never met. I have no idea that 
kind of day he's having or what kind of truth, uh, what his truth is. But most importantly, I would never intentionally contribute to a long and often violent history of the over-sexualization of black male bodies, as well as false uh, accusations by white women towards black uh, men. I'm so sorry, particularly to Odell, who has uh, every right to be on his cell phone. The fact is, I don't know about his state of mind. I don't know a lot of things, and I shouldn't have acted like I did. Much love and thanks, Lena. (laughs) At least she managed to come up with a good apology. (laughs) That was a pretty, I mean, uh, on first read, that seems like a pretty decent apology that hit the right uh, things. (laughs) Yeah, and it like actually, it, it's it seemed like nicely ed, like educational for someone who might you know for like maybe people not in her audience who might not know why it would be so prob yeah be so problematic yeah yeah so uh yeah that yep uh are there any hmm. we we should at least talk about bury a friend um uh-huh. maybe do you have any others than bury a friend that you would want to talk about oh maybe elo milo but it's it's getting kind of late though too so yeah um, yeah let's listen to bury a friend and see how it goes is the amount cleaning you out in my satisfactory today i'm thinking about the things that are deadly the way i'm drinking you down like i want to drown like i want to end me step on the glass staple your tongue uh, bury a friend try to wake up so this is the cannibal class This is the first uh, song I heard of hers. Ah. Which is quite the first impression. Uh-huh. Uh, so this seems to me like this is the least uh, explicit meaning in any of her songs. I agree, yeah. Um, but I feel like it works, which is always the thing that we're criticizing <laughs> our artists of, is like poetic bluff, poetic bluff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're just uh, pretending like this means something. Um, but I kind of believe whatever it is I'm supposed to believe in this. Like it feels dangerous. It's feels unpredictable. Um, there's body horror in it. Step on the glass, staple your tongue, bury a friend, try to wake up. Um, yeah, I want to end me, um, all this stuff. Yeah. It's just, it feels like it's just trying to evoke a specific feeling. Um, that is too specific to be put into uh, a single word or phrase, but needs to just be the, the whole song is the feeling. Right. She's like making up a new feeling. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to, to understand like who the you of this song is. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? So there's the title of the album. So Billie Eilish says that she has, um, Ooh, what's it called when you see colors and smell sounds and shit? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, she says she has synesthesia and like when she's, uh, writing songs, um, she's often, I think in one of the other songs she was like, well, the verse is how smell, uh, no, she's like the verse is how smoke smell smells. Sounds like how smoke smells. And the chorus is, how it feels or something oh, like what? that. She has like this like process for like writing her songs and for whatever her hand in the production is. That's like very synesthetic. And I think this song is kind of the most synesthetic. Um, she says, and this is kind of the idea about the video shoot uh, for this. 
Uh, for Bury a Friend, I had this idea where I'm naked, like an abduction type thing, completely not in control, just a helpless body. People keep putting syringes in my arms and in my neck. Um, that's one of people's biggest fears, needles, and that's what I've been doing recently, honing in on people's fears. There were a lot of people's hands gripping me and throwing me and choking me and pulling my hair. We did a bunch of takes, and every time I'd get a headache or someone's finger in my eye, and I couldn't see uh. out of it, and my earring kept getting pulled out. So we had to glue it into my ear, and I loved it. I enjoy being fucked with and hurt and tossed around almost. It feels good to me for some reason. Uh, we went to a random ass hotel that smelled like pee and horses, but we fucking nailed it, dude. Pee and horses? That's what she said. What? <laughs> huh. Maybe it was horse pee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like when you see two things, uh... you know, maybe they come from the same place. I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> Of the episode <laughs> maybe it was horse pee <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um anything else to say about this song or about this album um i don't think so yeah i enjoyed it i am um, i'm really interested to see where she's gonna go from here this is a very yes. strong this like first such, album this is better pop music than <laughs> like the stuff that kids were listening to when i was a kid this is good yeah i like it a lot i'm glad that this is like in the mainstream uh, yeah it's, it's pretty popular isn't it yeah that's good well, let's see how many how many listens does she got on the old spotify okay i just looked up an artist that had 1.3 billion on a song but i forgot Oof. who it was now good song or something <laughs> i guess really eilish spotify uh looking it up what's her number one track bad guy is her number one track and how many listens does it have oh man i'm using the web browser 416 million that's Uh, a lot although her highest played song is lovely with khalid which has 554 million all right oh yeah she has 47 uh 47 million monthly listeners oh right 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 yeah so people are listening yeah that's quite a few (laughs) yeah yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. I think next week we're going to check back in with Garf, right? Because he released his, his new That's album. That's right. Is that right? Fun is, is it out actually released? and no one knows where to get it. Is it actually released? <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's look it up just to make sure. Gar- I, I just tarped it. Type, tarped. I just tarped typed it. in Garf Brooks. Garf. Good for you. Fun garth brooks fun release it's hard to google for <laughs> it says june 7th i'm on garthbrooks.com apparently, apparently it's out they mostly just have a bunch of upcoming events and they're bragging about how they're sold out this is a very braggy website it just it lists like garth brooks it lists like uh it lists all the venues like pittsburgh pa sold out over seventy-five thousand tickets biggest ticketed show in pittsburgh history oh wow sold wow. out minneapolis a new attendance record for any concert at u.s bank stadium it's like calm down dude oh he's playing eugene look okay. at that sold out oh wow he's playing Otson. dude i used to work there it says that it's released like but I don't know where to get it. It's Garth not Brooks, on his you website. You are the anti Billy Eilish. It's not even on his fucking website. What? What the fuck? We're all being gas gaslit by. It. It's true. He even has his self titled on there. It goes all the way back there, and and his uh, 
double live and the he even has like a, a greatest hits collection on his website but no fun <laughs> garth brooks is just no fun let's see uh if it's not on it's not on amazon music maybe i'll see if it's on an internet truck somewhere all right, we'll we'll uh, tune back in. We'll we'll do one more palate cleanser of of some kind. It'll either at, be at fun, least one, at least one. Uh, I kind of want to bring yeah. an album that I like. You brought Billie Eilish. You should. Yeah. Do you want to do that? I kind of do. So maybe Great. here I'm I'm checking the internet, the old internet uh, uh, trucking shipping lines for a minute. And and that'll that'll be good to have a couple more because um, I've been trying to organize getting a very special guest to help us navigate uh, Bob Marley. I heard about um, that. That was nice. Yeah, so I'm hopefully glad that that'll you, be happening. It's it's nice of you to what? coordinate that. Yeah, because I f- already feel weird whenever we're covering a black artist, especially one that's really really important. And yep. so I need. Hopefully, we'll be having uh, not not just a black person, but a <laughs> reggae musician on. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> to you add specified just that. a tiny little bit of legitimacy yeah. to to our our Bob Marley season, or at least set us in the right direction. What should we be listening for, and etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good idea. Yeah. All right, so there is nowhere to find Garth Brooks's fun. It's not on Amazon. Oh my it's god, not on the internet trucking lines Troil? Troil. it's not even on his own you damn website up troy you fucked us again you fucked us i don't want to get fucked don't fuck me fun studio album by garth brooks google users says that 96 percent liked this album <laughs> <laughs> that means one person listened to it and they're like yeah i like it it's it's it's, it's a solid b plus or is that an a minus okay oh no yeah I don't know. It's nowhere. Right, so it eventually we'll listen to this and cover it. Yeah. I thought we were going to. God damn it, Troil. All right. So here's the album I want to listen to. I want to listen to uh, Pixel Revolt by John Vanderslice. Great. You've always talked about John Vanderslice. You won't shut up, I won't about, shut him, up about him. And I've never listened to him even once. Yeah. And I'm forcing so. you to. And Let's, I can say definitively okay. that he has more cogent lyrics than John Cale. So hopefully we can avoid that last catastrophe, the last catastrophe that happened when I brought an album for us to listen to. Oh boy. <laughs> you did not like that one. <laughs> I just like, I didn't like podcasting about it. Ah, <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Until next week, visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, just go on our discord. It's better and easier. Uh, supporting us would be nice if you would if you could you can uh spread the news tell your friends about it um write us a review on itunes jam that star rating uh you can give us money at support.boxset.website you can also listen to cameron's other podcast get up in the cool and uh until next get week with cool, john Slice, pixel Revolt. don't be don't be racist uh, yeah <laughs> that's the most important thing i say apropos of nothing yeah <laughs> shifty eyes thanks Thanks for being cool, everyone, and and yeah. very positive. Um, yeah. But until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and think about your dad. I want to kiss that dad. I want to seduce that dad. <laughs> oh, God. And I've been Cameron DeWitt, and maybe it was horse pee? <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, will you play as the outro uh, bonus? Will you play um, 
the very very special video that uh someone from our discord oh, made. oh yes i will do that it's a little little bony little okay bonus. great thank you someone yeah at someone. that was quite good nope i don't want to play it from discord and everyone should uh check it out too because there is a great little photoshop yes there is job on it <laughs> of cameron looking cool and sexy Outside the box said it's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. And I'm Nathan Hunt. A young boy, my father, took me into the city to see a marching band. He did? And then we ate hot dogs, and then he kept begging for some ice cream, and I said, You're lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have that ice cream. It'll make you really poop sick. <laughs> and it'll be sad for everyone. Poop sick. That's, that's a single word, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>